0: Buddy, welcome to the show. This is Rich Roffman. Good to have you here today and uh, really nice to be back and, I, and this is my first live show since uh, the new year and uh, absolutely glad to uh, uh, to be back here today and talk to you. I know a lot has really been happening uh, since uh, you know we uh, you know took a little vacation for the holidays. And uh, and a lot's been really happening in the world right now you know, that we're talking about. I mean, we've had conferences on climate change. We've had, you know, terrorist attacks on uh, Northwest-slash-Delta flights. You know, we have Congress still debating. Oh, that's right, not all of Congress, just the Democrats. Well, they're not really debating. They're talking amongst themselves. Uh, and they're very transparent. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to change that. They're not transparent. They're actually behind closed doors. Uh, but they're going to be on C-SPAN, uh, but they're not. Uh, but the healthcare, and we, that, that debate still continues, doesn't it, Alex? Oh, every day. Every day that's continuing. And then we still have, uh, we have, well, you know, uh, the terrorism happening and our borders are open and we have, uh, cap and trade is still being, uh, debate, uh, debated, uh, and, and, discussed. We have, uh, you know, all sorts of things, uh, occurring. We even have a bill coming up. There are 22 Democratic senators that have signed on to it so far from, uh, Gonzalez. I think he's out from California. Uh, Trying to show amnesty and legalize the illegals of bringing them into the country. And that's the next thing that's going to come forward. So what's very interesting that I find, you know, just intriguing as as heck right now uh, is, you know, the fact that people are starting to question what's happening out there in in the world. And and I got to tell you, why not? You know, the Daily Presidential Tracking Poll uh, from Rasmussen Reports comes out every day, today on the 12th. Uh, the Daily Presidential Tracking Poll uh, shows that 26% of the nation's voters strongly, and I want to understand that you say that, strongly approve of the way Barack Obama is performing his role as a president. 40%, I'll repeat again, 40%, strongly, and you have to say strongly, because those two numbers are very important, strongly dis- disapprove giving Obama President Obama, a presidential approval index rating of just negative 14. And you get that by subtracting the uh, one number from the other. In other words, you've got 40% strongly disapproved, you have 26% strongly approved, which is one of the lowest ratings, and you have a negative 14. You know, So it's you know that not going in the right direction. You know, we have some of the lowest ratings of a president in his first year of office, uh, of any president in the history of the United States. I thought Carter was going to be off the charts, but uh, I think mean, uh, Obama's doing a, a much better job of being off the charts uh, than Obama. I find that to be an, an amazing uh, a feat right now. You know, we're, we're told that 32% of the voters favor an excise tax on most expensive insurance plans, while 59% are opposed. If you notice, yesterday, the head of the AFL-CIO said, you know, it's not fair to tax the uh, the Cadillac plans. Now, the Cadillac plans is in this healthcare. This is going to happen. I want you to think about this. If you're in your car driving home right now, if you have health insurance, a good health insurance policy, if one of the biggies, like Humana, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, uh, it could be United Healthcare, who we happen to have ours with, and you're paying more than uh, $2,000 a, uh, a month, which would be over, uh, over $23,000 a year, you will then get a tax if this bill goes through the way it is right now. Now, the AFL-CIO is not in favor of that because it might include some of the members from the AFL-CIO who have these, uh, they call them Cadillac plans. So if you think about that, if you work hard and you pay for your health care, uh, you could wind up paying a tax on your health care so others who don't have health care, uh, can, can get health care from I can't, whatever. I, can't anymore. I know, and a lot of older people should really be concerned right now because what, what the bottom line is, and here, here's where I'm going with this whole thing. A lot of people don't know where we're going. That's what we're going. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what, what's going to be with health care. For example, I have my health care plan, Alex, coming up in, in February, the end of February. It's over, and I have to renew it for the following year. You nervous? Well, I think United Healthcare is because I got my pack, every year you get a package and they talk about, you know, going forward and it didn't have all the information yet. Ah. And you know why? Because they, let me think, don't have all the information no. yet. And but when will they have all the information? We don't know what's coming right now. Oh, we, wow. We're not sure. We're, we're, you know, It looks like we're not going to have single payer, but it doesn't really matter. Don't you get it? All of this is a bunch of hyperbole. The point is the process, not necessarily the law that's going to go in. It's the process. It's a process of, of, of big government continuing to be bigger government. It's the process that sets the stage and sets the skeleton for what's going to come in the future. So anything that's not done will get worked out. So don't don't get hung up on the fact whether they're single-payer, non-single-payer. You know, Pelosi's happy, Reed's happy. Reed of course, is a, a confused soul. You've got to admit, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, Harry Reid's an embarrassment. He's just an embarrassment. You know, he, he's just an embarrassment. And so is Pelosi, for that matter. Uh, an embarrassment. The the way they abuse their power, the way they feel that they are way above every one of us, the the folks who put them into office, the way they feel they don't have to explain what's out there. We don't have to tell you that's in any bill right now. When you find out, when we tell you about it, it'll be really, really good. So, anyway... So I, I I I gather the more I talk to people out there, the more I really feel that America, that you folks out there are very concerned, more so than ever before in your life. I, I know that for a fact. And it doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or Democrat. And you could be a Democrat who voted for Obama. Some Democrats did not vote for Obama. But if you voted for him, you're saying, geez, I don't know. You know, maybe I made a big mistake because I voted for change, but my God, I didn't I didn't really want to go for a Marxist socialist change. I didn't want to do that, but maybe that's what you're going to wind up with if you take a look at the cats that he hangs out with and those who he put into his czars. Funny we should say the word czars. So there's a lot out there that's confusing America, and it's probably why his presidential
1: approval index rating. And is Rich, minus 14? how about all the people who voted for him because he had everyone convinced he was going to pull all the troops out, and he's been increasing troops?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, and see, the problem that you know, uh, uh, President Barry involved in right now is that he can't satisfy those in the far left, left, like the Soroses and the Crazies and whatever, and he can't satisfy those on the far right. And the problem is, those in the middle, who'll be independents, we'll call them independents, all right, are eroding because they're starting to get scared. They're starting to say, you know what? This place is out of control. When we come back, we're going to have Chuck Lanza, director of Broward County Environmental Protection and Growth Management Department, Emergency Management Division, is going to be here, and we're going to have a hair report. I said hair report from Angie from Zen. Here we'll be right back on 880 The Biz. Don't go anywhere.
2: Promotes Miami-Dade County as a. Chuck Lands is ready when you come back. Okay. By enhancing okay. international relations, cultural understanding, Tell Andy. And international trade. Does I he want, want to be interviewed? Every in here? year, yes. the ITC leads two business development missions to countries that have the potential to increase trade with our community through Miami International Airport or the Port of Miami. The ITC is the official county agency charged with the development of this trade and functions as an umbrella organization or clearinghouse for other trade development efforts within the county. Our vision is to promote and strengthen Miami-Dade County's excellent business climate, strong international financial services, and rich cultural diversity, making it the logical platform for trade with Latin America and the Caribbean. For more information about the J. Molina International Trade Consortium, go to miamidaygovernor slash ITC or call us at 305-375-5808.
0: Seaboard Marine is an ocean transportation company that provides direct, regular service between the United States and the Caribbean Basin, Central and South America. Seaboard Marine's success in the region for nearly 25 years has enabled it to expand into new markets, now serving nearly 40 ports in over 20 countries. Seaboard Marine's facilities include a private terminal of nearly 70 acres at the Port of Miami. Seaboard Marine carries more cargo to and from the Port of Miami than any other carrier. Although this facility complies with and exceeds all governmental security mandates, it operates seven days a week, 365 days We're a gonna year. We're going to call We have time. For a I customer. just I saw her. She Seaboard grabbed the inside. Seaboard Marine outside. serves these routes: from said, Miami, uh, you know, you Bahamas, you Grand Cayman, Colombia, will, we'll the Republic, an, an Eastern Caribbean, it. Haiti, Jamaica, right. North Central America, yeah, you South you Central up, America, right. in the studio? Venezuela, and after, the West Coast of South America, including Peru, Chile, Bolivia. Seaboard Marine, a trade leader in the Western Hemisphere.
2: Should commodities be part of your investment portfolio in 2009? What might be the performance for commodities in 2009? Where are the Aren't energy prices it? going? <laughs> I feel, my hand. I feel like a corpse. US Don't should hold my hand. Gold or silver? Will Very strange. or go up or down? If these questions are important to your investment strategy, <laughs> then you should be talking to MB Wealth, a full-service commodity brokerage. Find out how MB Wealth is positioning its clients to take advantage of commodities over the next few months and quarters. Let MB Wealth help you at the retail level or advise you on a partial asset allocation with a commodity trading advisor with an established track record. In this volatile economy, it is more important than ever to have a diversified portfolio. Find out more on commodity investment specifics by calling MB Wealth at 954-929-9997 or log on to our website at www.mbwealth.com. While you're there, check out MB Wealth's weekly commodity commentary yeah, plus monthly research articles, 15. tools that can help with your investment decision. Call Matt Bradshaw President MB Wealth at 954 929 9997 for all the details. Yeah, I, s- I saw
1: that email. I mean, I, I don't personally, I, I don't know what music we have. I don't really have any music, so I don't what? Know what we're going to.
3: Can gonna... be substantial, you find on the Yeah, maybe. For sales, what? No if you local. Okay, results.
1: no one covers local. National and world news like Rich Rothman. And no mm-hmm. one covers local, national and world shipping like DHL. DHL. Customer service is back in shipping.
4: From Atlantic Radio Network.
1: Just a bit outside. This is the Rich Rothman Show. 880 a.m. <laughs>
0: Hey, welcome back. It's the Rich Rothman Show right here on 880, the biz is in the studio today with Andy Korge, my good friend and partner. Good to have you here, Andy.
3: Thank you, Rich. Nice to be here.
0: Oh, I'm overjoyed to be here. Listen, uh, we're really, I'm really honored. We've got a, a great, great patriot sitting in the studio, uh, at least on the phone with us today. Uh, Chuck Lanz is the director of the Emergency Management Division of Broward County, Florida. He's with us in the studio right now. Chuck, how are you?
5: Doing well, Rich. Thank you for having
0: me on. Well, I'm overjoyed to have you. you know we were we were over in uh, in Broward County, we were visiting with Chuck this afternoon, and we were talking about emergency management. And, you know, and most people, Andy, don't you think? Think, well, emergency, the hurricane season's over and, yeah, you only and have I guess to, it's it's it, we're at you know, everyone goes home now. Yeah, Take you the, only have
3: to worry about it, you know, starting in June. Right now we can just yeah. sit back don't and you relax. Think we, that, right, Chuck?
1: right, Chuck. Right, Chuck? Don't people believe that?
5: Yeah, in fact, I've heard from a lot of people that uh, what do you do the rest of the season? And this year has proved that, uh, we, you know, we had flooding three weeks ago. and We've had this cold weather that we've been dealing with with the homeless and with people who have had power problems for the last week. So it's been a real busy year already.
0: Well, Chuck, let me, let's, let's kind of frame it out for everybody. And, of course, again, we're on the phone right now with Chuck is the director of the emergency management division for Broward County, Florida. Chuck, what, what are you guys responsible for in that nice building that you're in?
5: Well, we prepare the county for any threat that might happen, whether it 's man made or technical uh, technological uh, we 're always uh, developing plans for municipalities as well as businesses in the community on how to respond to anything that might happen, including power failures at the low end and uh, catastrophic events like a hurricane or a terrorist event on the, the high end
0: and so so let me I, I would think that in the last ten years or so. Um, I'd to go back even farther. Starting with Andrew, I think that was a big wake-up call for South Florida, wouldn't you think? Yeah,
5: that was a, Andrew was a watershed event for South Florida, actually for the United States. Uh, everybody saw how uh, the civil defense system that was in place before was not adequate to deal with uh, large natural disasters. And that's when FEMA started to grow and state and local governments started taking on emergency management as a real uh, profession and uh, funding it and taking care of it. Unfortunately, in between storms, we kind of lose sight of the importance of it, and then we have to recalibrate once again after a major event.
0: So, so we had Andrew, which you're right, it was a wake up call across the board, and, and, and it actually changed for the much to the better. The, the building codes in South Florida—I know anyone who worked with the current building codes and those since then—their homes have done fairly well in the storms, and their roofs have done dramatically better than anything from the past. Didn't you see that, Andy? absolutely you know I, I just think it's a much better deal but then um then we had a collection of storms in the uh the, the end of the 90s going into the first part of the 21st century the the 01, 02, 03, 04, 05 we had what was the year chuck that we had like four storms one every 10 15 days
5: uh that was the 05 season we had two, 04, 05, and part of 06 were really uh heavy season. But we even had flooding in 99 and 2000 that a lot of people don't remember, but caused catastrophic problems in uh, South Miami-Dade, specifically the Sweetwater and yeah, the, uh, yeah.
0: South Miami,
5: West Miami areas.
0: And it looks like Sweetwater still has that problem, because I remember, you know, uh, a, a few months ago we had those bad rainstorms, and Sweetwater was still flooded badly, you know, uh, not a good deal. Um, I, want to go, I want to continue on because following that, then we had Wilma. Now, uh, Wilma did play havoc up in Broward County. I know that because I'm up there, and it really tore up a lot of roofs and uh, not our homes. Uh, you had some twisters embedded in that. That must have kept you guys pretty active, don't you think?
5: Yeah, that was an odd late-season west-to-east uh, moving storm. Actually, not much of a storm, but came through on a cold front, uh, caused a lot of damage. We had probably 10 years' worth of our canopy and the trees in in South Florida that was taken out, and that caused a lot of the other problems, trees falling down, bringing up power lines and water lines, and uh, fortunately for us now, Florida Power spent a lot of time and money in clearing away these trees around wires, so if we have something in the next couple of years, that portion of it will probably be less of a problem, but there will be other problems that pop up, there there always are.
3: Chuck, um, your your department obviously is part of Broward County government. How... Tell us, explain a little bit how your department is funded.
5: Well, we report to uh, a department in the county. We are a division, and we get county general funds, and we also get grant funding, and we also get money from the state and federal governments. Uh, it's probably a 50-50 split right now with uh, taxes being rolled back. We're probably going to go to a, a more grant-funded system. It's uh, it's real difficult to operate right now, but uh, it's key, and public safety is still number one in in Broward County and we're trying to make sure we give the people the best bang for their buck so we're doing everything we can to have the the right number of resources for the uh, the job that needs to be done
0: but what are those resources I mean what when does a disaster hits let's call it a, a weather disaster for the time being so a hurricane hits God forbid and and, and things go down like it did with Wilma you know uh, many of us were without power for 22 days 23 days um, a Comcast you know all this stuff went down it was into our phone service went down for about fifteen days when when you swing into action what what assets do you bring into play for everybody?
5: Well, we are the liaison between the county, well, between the cities and the state and federal governments for getting assets in there. But we also help coordinate. We have 21 fire departments and police departments in Broward County, actually more police departments, 21 fire departments. And we coordinate those resources so that they're not stepping on each other. They actually work in a coordinated fashion, which is easy in day-to-day operations, not as easy during a disaster. And we have a lot of resources. We just help coordinate them and prioritize some of the county-wide responses. But it's a little bit more difficult in Broward because there's so many police and fire departments. It's different in Miami-Dade where there's a, a large county department for both fire and police and just a few police and uh, fire departments other than that.
0: But let me ask you this. So when you're coordinating all these different assets, and, and, and it's a lot. I mean, I presume you also deal with me- medical and health, so you have hospital the health care systems. Is that part of it?
5: Yeah, certainly, as we make sure, like after Hurricane Andrew, we had no clinics, no hospitals left standing down in South South Dade. So we in the emergency management business and the EMS bills the emergency medical services, established clinics and uh, some makeshift hospitals using our disaster teams so that we were able to bring people into a, a, a location close to where they lived, triage them, treat them, get them back home if possible, if not, then move them out of the community into other hospitals which would have been would have been able to do if, if emergency management wasn't able to coordinate those resources
0: so then i guess you're the key person i mean are you the key guy you're the one who's, who's the pivotal person and all reports to you uh, when this is happening is that how it works because someone's got to be you know the, as they say the buck stops with somebody who's making the decisions are you that somebody
5: well by state law the county is responsible for all emergency management coordination in the county and I am the director, so I mean I work very closely with all the municipalities. We don't sit there and say who's in charge. We pretty much run cooperatively, and uh, it's I mean it's really really worked well in the past, and it's because everybody agrees that we have to coordinate resources. If not, then everybody will be running in their own direction. And we'll get nothing done uh, satisfactorily to the public.
3: Chuck, I I know that you know emergency managers across the country. It's kind of a fraternity. Can you share with us a little bit about, um, you know, about how you all kind of work together and share ideas and resources in terms of managing emergencies, how you do that?
5: Sure. A lot of us, uh, especially after Hurricane Andrew, went on the, uh, some people call it the Heroes Tour. I always call it the Disaster Tour, where we go around and share lessons learned. And some communities actually have a small group that whenever a disaster happens, they send them out there, they observe, and they collect the things that went right, the things that went wrong, and come back and implement the right things into their community, and then the things that were wrong, they make sure they don't repeat those same mistakes. But there's a lot of sharing. We go to tons of conferences, and the the, the latest disaster, the disaster du jour. Is the one we discuss, and we talk about how things were right. We, we glean from that the uh, the good things, and we try to make sure we don't repeat the bad things.
3: And, and I guess here in South Florida, I know you know you t- tremendously respected emergency manager, you know David Paulison, the former head of the Miami Dade Fire Department, and of course head of FEMA. Uh, in Washington came from uh, Miami-Dade County I mean we've got probably some of the the best emergency managers in the country I know you probably don't want to pat yourself on the back but But we'll do it but but that would be the case wouldn't you
5: agree well thank you I think part of it has to do with the fact that we have some large departments down here and we've been through some major disasters if we didn't survive Hurricane Andrew if we hadn't suffered Hurricane Andrew I think we would never have learned the lessons that we needed to learn I've learned a lot as a firefighter by the mistakes I've made. I don't repeat them again. And we're able to, because we protect our lives every time we go into a fire or into some other disaster, we've learned our lessons to protect ourselves, and now we've, we take that out to the public and we share that with them. So everybody, I would like to think, is safer because we've had that experience.
0: So when, when, when a disaster occurs and, uh, and you have to interact with some of the other federal agencies like FEMA, do they coordinate through your offices?
5: Yeah, they. first of all, they, they coordinate through the state. We we have a nice little hierarchy. It's the locals to the county, to the county, to the state, to the state, to the federal government. And it's all coordinated, like when we had the flooding two weeks ago, uh, the Small Business Administration declaration we got for Broward County, And we are coordinating with the SBA now to make sure that the people who are eligible get the loans that they need to uh, do repairs. So, yeah, we are the coordinating point for any post disaster redevelopment or. uh, uh, assistance
0: that comes in. So, and then, all right, now let's go to what what Janet Napolitano calls man-made disasters, or, or I guess now we're using the word terror again, because our president just used it the other day. We are yeah, in I've a always, war. I've always called it terror. Yeah, because that's so. what it is. Um, uh, I guess things have shifted from, you know, the early 90s when we had Andrew, and now we have these other horrible acts. Um, uh, And you don't have to go into great specifics, because some of them may be confidential and secret for you, but I mean I I would presume that things have shifted for you and folks just like you around the country.
5: Yeah, emergency management is really all hazards, even though in California people think that earthquakes are the only thing they deal with, same thing here with hurricanes and us. But we are all hazards, and we actually had a meeting today with the FBI, a large contingent to talk about terrorism and uh, protecting county and state and federal resources in Broward County, and we're always doing that, and we're looking at the next disaster, trying to uh, figure what that is and uh, deal with it before time. So if it does happen, if we can't mitigate it, we can't stop it from happening, then we can at least respond uh, quickly and appropriately to it.
3: What, Chuck, let me ask you this, and it might be a hard question for you to answer. Maybe not. Maybe something comes right to, right to mind. But what would be the most challenging part of your job? What, what is the most challenging part of managing an emergency?
5: Well, managing the preparation to the emergency is to remind people what they need to do and be prepared. If I don't have a, a ready and prepared community, we're not going to be able to respond, and that includes the fire, the police, as well as the residents. I've, I'm always taking the opportunity to tell people they need to be ready for any disaster for 72 hours, food, water, other supplies. If they take medications, they need to have 30-day supply because they might not have pharmacies. We didn't have pharmacies after Andrew. And uh, just repeating that enough times that people understand it, it sinks in. They need to know where they're going to go if there's a, a hurricane approaching. We always recommend friends and relatives inland in Broward County. We don't want them going up to Orlando and having a storm chase them up that way. So we just repeat the message. We take every opportunity, and I appreciate the fact that I'm on the radio with you today, so I can get that message out, even though it's not hurricane season. I have to repeat it eight times they say according to what the behavioral scientists say before people start to listen to.
3: Yeah, me. so so it's just people <laughs> taking taking it seriously and 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 not not looking past what could be the next disaster that occurs in in their lives.
5: Right, the people who were down here in 1992 in South Dade, they take it seriously. Yes, we do. Don't take it as seriously because they either weren't here, or we have a big turnover of people. Or it's been so long, you know. We, uh, how recent the storm has also has an important uh, impact on how many people follow what we tell them. But we keep reminding them. We do we do videos just to keep people, people alert to what the potential is, so that hopefully we can minimize the people who really need direct care and everybody take care of themselves
0: that uh, can. Well, it sounds like, you know, back in the, uh, in, you know, my family moved here in 65, so we've been through a lot of storms down here. In the old days, people had hurricane parties. I don't hear about those anymore whatsoever. Do you, Andy?
3: No, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's it's funny to hear, not funny, but it's yeah. it's very true what Chuck is saying. I recall in 92 and Andrew putting wood up on the house I was living in at the yeah, time off the on the water in Miami Shore putting wood up and my neighbors laughing at me, saying to me, oh, you know, these storms, we get warnings all the time and they're supposed to hit us and they never do. And there was a lot of people, at least in my neighborhood in 92, that didn't take it very seriously. Um, you know, we were lucky in that the storm kind of diverted to the south a little bit, so it didn't hit us directly, but there was still a tremendous amount of damage in the area that I lived in at that time. Now, I would venture to say the people that lived there that are still living there from from ninety two, are not. They're taking it seriously now.
0: Well, I would agree with that. I, I, I think anybody who went through uh, Andrew and then we and it kept coming and coming and then they they announced the wind speed and what it was going to do. You know, we were very lucky, Chuck, because a few clicks north and it would have hit downtown Miami.
5: Yeah, if it would hit the date. Broward line it would have been catastrophic I mean all the uh, high rises out there oh yeah it would have been just we'd still be digging out from that mess and uh, we were very very fortunate but we have to sooner or later we are going to have that great storm the uh, what the twenty sixth storm or another Andrew further down. sure we just need to be ready for it and that's my job just to get everybody in uh, Broward county ready
0: so all right the best part of your job what do you, what do you think that is the best part of your job
5: uh get the get out in the community and meet people. After the flooding uh, last week I was out in uh, Hallandale and Deerfield and met with a lot of the people there and uh, Dania Beach and just uh, get to talk to the people and letting them know that the county and the cities are out there helping them. Uh, Sometimes they don't believe it because they make phone calls, but there were so many calls for assistance that the police and fire departments were really overwhelmed. But they got to everybody, and uh, I'm just that makes me feel good to that human hand-to-hand touching, and uh, I feel good about that.
0: Well, I just have to ask if this is a myth, but someone told me they declared Hallandale Beach Boulevard a no-wake zone that day because <laughs> 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 my friends have offices there, and they said I, the road's gone. I mean, it's all water uh, that was there. Uh, Chuck, uh, just a, a couple of final things. Uh, you've been doing this a long, long time, and uh, prior to that, you were involved in the fire department for a long time. Yes.
5: Yeah, I was hired by, by Miami-Dade Fire in 1978, uh, and I did that until '95 when uh, Dave had made me the uh, emergency manager for Miami-Dade County, and I did that until 2003 and have been the fire chief for a couple of departments since then. and. Now I'm uh, happily working with Broward County and hope to do it for a couple more years.
0: And it seems like you know there's a nice fraternity of uh, you know having known David and he's such a an elegant man. David Paulson's a wonderful human being. And we're very lucky to have David as, and we're very lucky to have Chuck Lanza with us. But it, it seems like Andy, don't you see this? with All the guys we've met and, the, and women that we've met, there's a real a strong fraternal feeling amongst all these well, firefighters. And, and,
3: it's, and it's funny, Rich, because you meet a lot of them that are mayors of some towns here in South Florida. that, like that Sweetwater. Well, like, you know, Mayor Moronio in, in Sweetwater, yeah. uh, 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 Commissioner De, DeJesus in in Cooper City. That yeah. They're elected officials now. Uh, these people that have really served our community, the com- various communities in Miami-Dade and Broward County for many, many years and are a real credit to our community.
0: I think we're very, very lucky. Listen, you know, Chuck, first of all, on behalf of all of us listening to you and all the audience out there, I want to thank you for your you know, many, many years of service, uh, giving of yourself uh, to the community. Uh, you know, it Chuck's that way, and, and all the other gentlemen we spoke about, David's good enough himself. And you know what, I think we're very lucky to have people like you here, because it really is giving us the opportunity to take the lead in uh, in, um, in uh, safety and in, in preventative uh, uh, medicine, so to speak, for disasters and things that can occur. That's why Florida does so well, don't you think, Chuck?
5: I certainly do, and Rich, uh, Andy, I really appreciate what, what you've said. Uh, I've been fortunate to be able to do this for thirty years, and look forward to doing it for uh, several more. Well, well
0: keep
3: a, keep it up, my friend. Keep you're it a brave
0: up. man, and I'm glad you're there, Chuck. Thank you for your service. Thank you. All right, we're going to be right back on the Rich Rothman Show on eight eighty. The biz. Good to have you here, Duncan not We're a lot more coming. Thanks, Chuck.
3: Thank you. And
2: recognize Thank you. Yet, throughout really the world, with no the dual problem. Thanks so much. Of being the cruise capital of you the world and in? the yeah. cargo yeah. gateway let of me, the Americas. The Port of Miami contributes more than $17 billion annually to the South Florida economy and helps provide direct and indirect employment for approximately 180,000 jobs. Among its goals is to promote growth in Miami's cruise and cargo industries and to make sure that every port user can conduct business safely, effectively, and efficiently.
4: A new terminal that is larger than some mid-sized U.S. airports.
1: The new Miami International Airport.
4: A new 350-space ground-level short-term parking lot.
1: The new Miami International Airport.
4: The only U.S. airport with sleep pods.
1: The new Miami International Airport.
4: The international gateway to the Americas with more flights to South America than all U.S. airports combined.
1: The new Miami International Airport.
4: And coming soon, 61 new retail and food shops to add to your airport <coughs> savoir faire. Come experience the new Miami International Airport and watch us move forward to the future.
0: The new Miami International Airport. Where in South Florida can you find a truly elegant hotel with 276 luxury guest rooms offering a newly renovated championship golf course, tennis courts, the largest hotel swimming pool in the country with private poolside cabanas, a world-class spa, and an award-winning fitness center with a restaurant that Zagat called one of the best restaurants in the country. All spread over a 150-acre tropical paradise. I have on the phone will At Biltmore, today? Carl Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort built in 1920. 19- 26. Biltmore Coral Gables, Miami, is a golf and spa resort. Put your headphones on. A South Florida That's how you hear. With all the amenities to make your next and getaway you weekend or talk. night away from the kids a memorable experience. Visit right right www.biltmorehotel.com we'll for more information
6: okay. or call one eight hundred
0: seven four seven nineteen twenty six. Put that on vibrate. Reservations. Your next great getaway weekend or night out awaits you at Biltmore Carl Gables, Miami, a golf and spa resort.
4: Do you own a business outsourcing your accounting? Then, call the accounting and tax experts at T N J Tax Service. For over 30 years, T N J Tax Service has been preparing taxes for South Florida companies and individuals. As enrolled agents Angie, with the Internal are you, are you Revenue the owner? Service, the pros yes. at T&J okay. Tax Service How many to years you, you in your company professionally system to the IRS. Have challenges with your company's bookkeeping. And then, call T N J Tax Services. QuickBooks certified. T N J Tax Services can provide training on QuickBooks for any small business. If you need monthly or quarterly bookkeeping services to handle all of your payroll and business needs, then you need to call T&J Tax Service. Located at Taft and Flamingo in the Pillbox Plaza. Call 954-432-1700. 954-432-1700. T&J Tax Services.
1: No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Roffler. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. Is he on? DHL. Customer service is back in shipping. Fresh talk with a South Florida flavor.
6: If you ask me, everybody in this theater is a giant sucker. Especially... This is your
4: motor
2: Okay, welcome back, 33
0: minutes after the hour, right here on 880 The Biz. This is Rich Rothman on The Rich Rothman Show. And a couple of fun people coming on the show for you. Uh, on the phone, we're going to get to in just a minute, is Jack Jiminy from um, uh, JM Lexus. We're going to talk to him just for a second about the psychology of JM Lexus. I've got to tell you about that. And his
3: last name is Jiminy? Yeah, like Jiminy Cricket. You're
0: kidding me. He's a terrific guy. i got to hear this. No, wait
3: right. till you meet Jack.
0: Jack is wonderful. Is, will he
3: sing zippity doo Any, dah for Anybody or
0: looking way? for an automobile has got to talk to Jack Jimmy. Will
3: he sing zippity doo dah for me? I don't know.
0: We'll ask him. Okay. I don't know if we will do that. And then, of course, and then we're going to have the hair report from a tremendous person right here. Angie is here from Zen here. And,
3: you know, I just want to say with yeah, Angie yeah, here yeah. that yeah. we were just talking to Chuck Lanza from uh, Broward Emergency yeah, about disasters. Absolutely. One thing that you will never... one does it, One place you will never get a disaster is that zen hair
0: absolutely not because you can't afford to have a hair disaster exactly the building can come down around you but you've got to look good you have to look good because it's everything is about and the that, way and, you look
3: and that will happen at zen hair it will happen gables. right
0: here at zen here in carl gables on aragon avenue and, and, mm-hmm. and now she is beautiful we have this beautiful woman in the studio it makes me feel better yes because I, I could be looking at you and alex and it just you that know, would not be good for me all right hey jack Jiminy, how are you I'm doing all right, Rich. How are you? I'm all right, too. Good to have you on the show. I wanted everyone to meet you. Jack, uh, I met Jack. Let me explain the situation, why I wanted Jack on the show. I made a major psychological change. I know that sounds kind of weird, but I did. I made a change from a Teutonic German-type car, which I've been driving since 1991. I had eight Mercedes since 1991. And I think that's
3: really bad with your ethnic background that you would even drive a Mercedes, but that's just me.
0: that's the way it goes. But I did have a Mercedes for years and all sorts of types and convert and stuff. It's been a lot of fun. But you know what? I really got turned off by the whole thing, and I decided to get myself a Lexus. Now, this isn't exactly a plug, because JM Lexus is not one of my advertisers. But I've got to tell you something. Now, when everyone to to me out there, and this is the God's honest truth. I, I've, I've never really wanted a Lexus car. I made the decision at the auto show, thanks to our buddy, you know... Uh, John Kiskinis. John Kiskinis yes. who got us the tickets. We went over to see yes. the show. and uh, And I saw, for the first time, this brand new... Lexus this new hybrid Jim uh, Jack what what, what's the model that I have because I really don't remember that stuff
6: yeah this is the new hybrid uh, Lexus HS 250 and I want to commend you for making such a move and I think that you are looking forward to the future which is this is what it's gonna be it's all gonna be hybrid uh, technology and Lexus is one of the leaders in, uh, in the field and I, I just want to commend you from going to a sports car to this one. How, how are you cruising on the highways, by the way? Well, I got to tell you, well, I, he's you know, cruising. I would just want yeah, to say this:
3: yeah. uh, you would be proud to hear that he was bragging today about how he's now getting 35 miles to the gallon. And for a guy that doesn't believe in global warming, no, I, I don't think, believe in global warming. I think that's it's, pretty good. It's that global he, freezing right I now. think he just believes in cold, you know preserving the money in his pocket at gas Absolutely. at two two eighty dollars.
0: No, here's the, here's the difference. I mean, here's the difference. First of all, I am getting, Jack, I am getting uh, over 35 miles to the gallon right now. I've never had that in my life. And, and, and I only filled up once since I've owned this car. Now, with my, with my other Mercedes, this big 500 convertible that I had, I, I filled up two and a half times a week with that car.
6: That you know? is awesome. And by the way, Mr. Jim Down, our general manager, was asking, how was your experience? And I was telling him to uh, start listening to 80 on the radio, and you'll find out.
0: Well, yeah, and we'll get Jim on the show in, in a future date, but I wanted people to, to understand. You know, Jack, there is a real big difference, and, and I was with Mercedes for um, since 1991. I will tell you, I walked into JM Lexus, and I want people to know this because everyone, you can buy a car anywhere. You can go anywhere you want to go and get a car. You know, it's a, there's such a little loyalty in all this stuff. But what I found going there is number one, nice people number two they really cared they took care of me they explained everything there was no you know all this great rush and you know for some reason buying a car You got balloons and crazy things and hot dogs handed out everything's a bunch of hype to get you into this mood of gotta do it right now but it wasn't that way you know Jack there's a philosophy that I found meeting you and and the folks that you worked with that's different what is that philosophy at JM
6: well, we have what we call the process, and, and our aim is to please the customer. When Mr. Moran opened this place, he didn't need the money, uh, and he has, he's Southeast Toyota. So uh, when he opened Lexus, uh, JM Lexus, he, all he wanted is to give the people experience second to none. And I think that just as a testament is through your speech now, you can see that it works, and that's no frills. I mean, we just do it.
3: Yeah, and you know, Jack, I, uh, my my good friends uh, Jeff DeForest and Leslie Visser like think the sun the sun rises and sets around J.M. Lexus.
6: Yes, sirree, yes, sir. They come here, even they stop by just to say hi. I mean, uh, we have a culture here. I mean, it's, uh, it's a it's it's a refreshing thing in a car business. I mean, I don't have to tell you that all the car people have such a bad name as uh, as I heard in another radio station they compare us to some people that I don't even want to mention. But uh, I'm glad to see that there is people that do appreciate good service and good
0: products. Yeah. Well, let me one, the, one final thing and then we're going to split but, and we'll get you guys back in a future date that I made a change for a different model. I don't think this model's ever been out before. This is the first time it's been out. It's not a little car. It's a beautiful car. You know I mean, the Prius is the one that came with the Toyota for years ago and the tires a little and it doesn't look you know, very dynamic to me. This is a pretty hip car i mean andy yes. even gets in the car and goes with me and doesn't yes. humiliate me right anymore yeah. you know it's kind yeah, of exciting
6: well, uh, th- this is a new car it's a new line completely and it's not nothing to do with the prius i mean it's not on the
0: same no plane. not it's even not the same forget it it doesn't exist it, that's why i was so pleasantly surprised when i got in the car because it's got everything you can ever want in a car and then the 21st technology so jack in the time that's left number one where can they find you how could they call you if they want to get a car and just ask questions about this brand new uh... lexus hybrid uh... 250
6: they can call JM Lexus and ask for Jack Gemini, and this is the real name. It's Gemini. It's J E M I N I, and my phone number is 954 592. Seven two one zero, and I'd be very happy to answer any questions on a hybrid technology.
0: All right, so that's nine five four five nine two seven two one zero. Jack Jiminy, I'm uh, just curious, why yeah. does
3: the engine keep stopping like that oh, every whoa, time whoa, I a you, question. you picked me up this morning and the, the thing turned off? What yeah, he said, you know, he
0: said, Jack, he said, why do you turn the engine off?
6: <laughs> he didn't get it. Uh, he can come here for a lesson. I'll give him all the knowledge he needs.
3: Yeah, I need some of that. See, now.
0: the point is that the, the you don't need an engine all the time with my car. After a certain you know point of time, it, the engine cuts out and it works it's, on its battery. Uh,
6: yeah, it's controlled by a computer. You don't have to do anything that you normally drive, and it's all controlled by the computer on board. That. Uh, Decide to cut off, when to cut off, when to start in, when to charge the battery.
0: It saves kinetic energy. Kinetic energy gets converted back into electrical energy, right. and it goes back to the battery. Well, Jack, oh, when you amazing.
3: Jack, when you all get a vehicle that it can actually drive me home after I've had four or five cocktails at Houston's around the corner here, do you think you could call me when you have one of those vehicles?
6: Absolutely. <laughs> We're always here for you. <laughs> well, listen,
0: I want everyone. we got to go. But uh, anyway, it's great to have Jack here, Jack, Jack Jiminy from uh, uh, JM Lexus. Um, Thank you for having me, Richard. Oh, absolutely. I want everyone to write this number down because he's a terrific guy, and, and Jim Dunn's a wonderful, wonderful GM of, of a, this huge company. It's the largest Lexus dealership in the world, and then I understand why. 954-592-7210. If you have any questions, you know what? Call me at the station, and I'll answer the questions, too, and I'll send you up to Jack. Anyway, Jack, have a great evening, sir. Thank
6: you good luck
0: all right god bless take care well this you know he's a really nice guy and i i want i promised him i was so shocked by the treatment you know, that i got in and, and they gave me an incredible deal in the car and a car that no one's discounting because they don't have to they come you in know, but, and but, they go out
3: but I, just as being a person that's been in the sales arena for many years yeah. i would suggest he add the word cricket to the end of his name because people wouldn't forget if he was jack jiminy cricket, they would. They would get. They would never forget them.
0: That's a good idea. I'm going to recommend that to him. I think you should. I think we should do that. But you know, let's get to this really lovely lady sitting in the studio right now. Hey, Angie, how you doing? How
4: you doing?
0: We got to get Thank closer, you. and you got to speak loud.
4: Thank you, you for having do that.
0: me. No, we're overjoyed. Angie owns a company called Zen Hair, right here in yes. Carl Gables. Tell us a little bit about Zen Hair.
4: Zen Hair has been. It's located at 300 Aragon Avenue. It's been two years, and the number is 305 Zen Hair. 936-4247. That's
0: 936-4247. Mm-hmm. She's right downstairs mm-hmm. where we are in our building. You know, really yeah. nice. I, mean, I see it crowded very, very often down there. It yes, looks, you yes, know,
4: Bless your heart. you got good stylist, things. manicurist. We do everything. We serve as our client as queen and king. And, and, me, and have you go. been...
3: Now, were you at another location before you came to Aragon, or is this your first foray into hairstyle? Yeah,
4: I've been, I've been located here in, in Coral Gables. <clears throat> I started as Angie in the Gables. Okay, and I opened Angie, in Angie, the Gables. Angie in the Gables. God, that sounds
0: great. Doesn't it really? Yes. I'm with Angie in the Gables. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I, like I open
4: Zen here because it's a great concept. I have rental, we all partners, and we all do good service to our clients.
0: Let me ask you a question. You know, in seasons, I, I when when we hit this cold weather, Mm-hmm. Do people come in and say, what, what am I going to do with my hair? Do things happen to your hair when the weather changes?
4: Well, actually, it depends. I mean, we really guide our clients how to use good products. Eighty percent is how they take care of themselves, but we do good service. Oh,
0: I know that some people are very loyal. You know, uh, people who own companies such as yours are very passionate about the products that they use. So what type of products do you use in, in your, uh, in your uh, outfit, your store?
4: Uh, we use Goldwell. Uh, we also use KMS. And we opening a line called Simple Organic, that I really highly recommend because is if you're allergic or it's a good line to use. Simple Organic. Simple Organic. Yes.
0: Okay. And uh, what's your specialty? What do you like to do the best? I, mean, I know you're busy down there. I always see you running around with all these people. What's your deal? What do you, what uh-huh. do you like to do?
4: I love to care of my clients to for them to be happy with a big smile a passion for beauty I love everything oh with there's beauty. a good line
0: there's a passion for beauty it's a Andy. passion
4: for Zen in here is a passion for beauty what? we love every type of clients we don't have any specific we take care of every client whatever how are.
0: many people down there because I see I see a lot of people I mean a lot of people uh, doing things down there
4: yes we total of seven it's right a lot of people,
0: yes. you know. That's a and, lot. Of, that's a big overhead. But I'm
4: still. I'm looking for rentals. I have. I have opening for a rental booth. For heritage. What, is, what does that
0: mean? Because you remember, you're talking to people who are like the lay out there, the laity. They don't get yeah, all this stuff. Well, what do you yeah. mean by rental?
4: Well, if we, they want to own their own business and a great location.
0: Oh, so you give them the opportunity. I
4: give them the opportunity to own their own business, and you know. So is that be. is that
3: is that fairly common in salons that. That they 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 kind of parcel out space within the salon for stylists to work out of. I mean,
4: you know, a lot of people they don't like doing that. They like commission, but I'm doing it like that because it's comfort for me, and I like, it's it's my concept of my my business. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, Andy, yeah.
0: you're going to have to go down. I'm going to go down there. Well, I yeah.
3: you know I'll grow I my
0: hair out a little bit.
3: What, what yes. I'm curious is, I've got this kind of you know yarmulke thing going on in the back.
0: Oh yeah, I had that. You uh, know yeah what. Yeah.
4: How I'm famous you? in that. Oh, you are. I am famous what are in that. What do you, tell
0: us about that. What you does that mean? You don't even meaning?
4: need to have surgery. It, oh, I have really. clients that, they have this, and I make it look like they don't need any surgery. It
1: doesn't, it doesn't involve it. Do I saw that <laughs> spray
5: thing no, on TV. No, you don't even need the spray. I laughed hysterically. <laughs> no,
4: you don't need to, no. Your girlfriend or your wife will not see any stains on their sheets. How about really? my girlfriend no.
3: and my wife, they won't see any?
4: Well, that is your
0: issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to be moving along quickly now. Uh, 1-800-CALL-THE-LAWYER. Uh, uh, now that Andy's made that comment, that's a good one, Andy. No, I want to go back to this. So, so you can help guys who are, you know, getting. You know, it happens to the guys. Like, you know, it happened to me. Oh, definitely. You know, and and so, um, do you do extensions and things like that? Yes,
4: we do hair extensions, uh, color. We do hair relaxing. We do keratin.
0: You know, coloring is an art. Yes, it yeah, is. I mean, people can destroy hair if they don't oh, do coloring okay. well. It happened to my stepdaughter. They Absolutely. did her hair, and it started breaking off. I mean, she did it herself. It. She, no, 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 she went, I won't name the place. She went someplace, they overdid it, mm-hmm. and it was a bloody disaster. She lost a lot of her hair. It just mm-hmm. broke. Yeah, you gotta, so this is good for you.
4: Definitely, and it's my specialty, actually. I mean, all my clients are very, very happy with our service. And
3: so, and then, and I, so I guess most of your new business involves referrals, then?
4: Def- yes, yes, referrals and, uh, you know, following... You know, they see my my business card is the client's hair. Whoever sees their client's hair, oh, I love it. Go to Angie, Zen Hair. She's great. That's how it is. That's the best way to grow a a business. Mm -hmm. Now, let me
3: ask you something. My. My and I ask dumb questions all the time, so please don't belittle me here in, in front of millions of people listening. I'll do right it now. after
0: the show. Okay, it's only fair.
3: Um, I my yard in my house grass grows more during the summer, it grows faster. Okay, more sunshine, more rain, it grows faster. Do does the hair grow faster during certain? <laughs> she's looking at me like I'm crazy. Certain times of the year.
4: You know what? This is my belief. I cut your hair, and you got to come to see me to look good for your business and every, every three weeks four weeks that is See, i was going to ask her that
0: you know you really shouldn't let it go by, by more than four weeks or you lose your everything well, you got
4: the man, yeah the kind man should always keep loses it loses its every, layers it or four something four weeks ladies could if they want to let it grow every two and a half months you know
3: but what if you what if you're like a scientist and some women love that mad scientist look so you let it grow can you design someone's hair for the mad scientist look or you don't really specialize in that
4: Yes, I do. I specialize
0: in every <laughs> everything you want. You know, you're you're a Weisenhammer. You yeah. really are. I was. I know I you, like her her you like to do that. You like to do that.
4: But I have the best
0: manicurist. And oh, oh yeah. Well, let's like, go into that. So it's not mm-hmm. just hair. No, you can do. No, no. I've never had a manicure. Did you ever have a
3: manicure oh, in your life? God. Now, look at these fingernails. What do you think? No,
0: I've. I, I, and I, I have a cut here. But I have. I'm going to come in with it. I've never. I've never done this. Now what uh, about the feet? And that's it's really the best. personal. Well,
4: you guys do that too. Yes, we do. I have. Two lovely girls that they're great, they're the best. Her name is Maddie and the other one is Maribel and she they're very good and they will give you the best massage in town.
3: A foot massage. A foot foot massage,
4: massage, hand massage. Oh, I gotta yes. go down there. It's
3: better than yes. Houston's at lunch. But they do not want to see my feet. We you. also well, do you, laser? That's, that's, a, that's a hard thing for me
0: to do too. I mean, that's very personal, don't you think? Yeah. I'd be embarrassed. You know what I love? I have such ugly feet.
3: <clears throat> no, you know what I love when you go to the to the salon is when they wash your hair and they kind of massage your oh, head I while know. they're doing that. Oh no! I just that. drift off. It's great. I mean, great. it's like it's, do you, you guys do
0: we that. do that. I yes. mean, they get into this massage thing. Yes.
4: Our salon is like family. You go in we really pamper you as from the beginning until you leave that you always think oh i gotta go back to zen here
3: and you give them a little maybe a little cup of coffee oh we or... give them
4: coffee soda whatever they want to do and the great thing we're right next door to cafe Abaraci. they're hungry well, the, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute,
0: I want to point they that do. out. Listen, we know we, we see a lot of a lot of guys we know at Cafe Abracci <laughs> going in and <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. You know, that place
1: is... You know,
3: if I only had a camera, Rich, <laughs> to walk by Café and take pictures, oh, I could make a million dollars, okay? Just taking pictures of people that are there that shouldn't be. And you
0: know they're not working because they have, like the other day, <clears throat> we, I pointed out to you, they have this huge bottle of scotch, a big. <laughs> (laughs) ice bucket. And
3: three big cigars.
0: Yeah. And and all their big cigars and, and a big glass of olives. They're eating olives (laughs) and just, and they were there for hours. I went in earlier in the day and they were doing this and, you know, and I come out hours later. We did a few shows and stuff and they're still there. I mean, they're, they've got to be loaded, man. So you're right next to Cafe Abraje. So you could go there and have a drink and then come over and go to Zen here and, and have a wonderful experience. And then, then you can go back out and meet your business person or your date or whatever, your significant other. Uh, and or, then, or,
3: or or Ruth Chris Steakhouse right across. Not that we're shilling Chris. for every restaurant. Or in, go buy in a Coral book G- G- at Books and Books. Right, Books and Books. You've got, you've got Houston's right around the corner. I mean, there's a lot of great things. You come and get your hair done, and then you go for a great meal at one of the wonderful restaurants here in Coral Gables.
0: So I guess you could easily park your car and, and take care of all of that in a one-stop shop. You know, that's the neat thing about Zen here, I think. It's can very can convenient. Valet, park. you valet, valet parking. parking. You can valet, park, valet park, park, the park the car that's car right in front.
4: Right in front of the valet park. Oh, that's
0: even better, because so you know you've got bad parking in, in car Gables. They give tickets in two seconds in Car but, Gables. But, but
3: I want to go back to the pedicure thing, okay? <laughs> you would. I, I, the
0: minute she said massage the feet, I well, saw your eyes. Light. Your hair grew longer, by the well, way.
3: Well, I've always wondered. I used to have a very elderly aunt, my Aunt Leona. She got younger? My Aunt Leona. Did she get younger? Well, Maybe. no, she oh, got you, older and then oh, she, she, got, died. she died. Oh, she died. Oh, the big D. But she That's the had, black column. She had the most repulsive feet you've ever seen in your life. And I've often wondered... Well, she was these, old. Well, but when she was younger... Maybe when, she wasn't that way when she was 17. No, she I've not, seen, I heard she had nice feet. I've seen pictures of her feet from younger days. That well, look, I saw her old pleasant. feet.
0: They didn't look very good. It was right out of a Disney horror thing. I, I know Well, that. what I'm wondering
3: is the, the women down there that give pedicures, when someone comes in and their feet look horrible, you know, corns on their feet and bunions, and I mean... This is how do they how do they deal with that? How do you deal with
4: that? Well, no, they put them in the spa chair, you know, water, and they put their feet in. They relax and they remove all that, you know, with their chemicals in there that wow. will remove it and they will do their job they will do their magic hands so yeah. it's it's kind of like, like it's kind of like that
3: it's kind of like you know did you ever see did you ever see the first batman when the joker fell into the vat and you know the acid so what do they do they put their feet in something that just kind of kind of dissolves all that skin. It's kind of like the vat of acid. Oh well, can...
4: no, they have to do a little bit of their work, but it helps. It's it does. But well, it's not well, re- put your feet in acid,
0: for God's sake. <laughs> no, not acid. They're no. going to scare the people. <laughs> <laughs> Zen here does not put feet I in acid. I know. I no, know they no.
3: don't. I'm just being a jokester. Maybe they spray it with Febreze or something. I don't know. Well,
0: Madge, that woman on television, used to put it into palm olive or something. She used to oh, soak. Remember the, that woman from 20 most... years ago? You guys
3: don't use palm olive. Yeah. No. What you,
0: what, for, I walked in the other day. You were soaking your hands. What do you soak hands? Well
4: simple organic, have a nice soap and I put it in and then it goes.
0: And what does that do? Like soften the cuticles and stuff? Yes. And then you can get all that yuck out?
4: Yes.
3: And I mean if you see if you if you saw Angie, she's got the most beautiful nails the most just, wonderful hair and beautiful skin. She obviously knows what the heck she's doing. She's got a
0: beautiful face.
3: I mean, but but look at her nails. They're beautiful. I didn't ask her to take her shoes off. Would street. you like to have nails that color, Andy? Uh, well, I don't. Maybe only when I'm singing show tunes. But other than that, I would I would prefer not to.
0: No. I just if you start singing Barbra Streisand, we're in trouble. <laughs> I just want you to know that,
3: <laughs> Angie. Once again, tell everybody out there the the your dress and phone number how to make an appointment at Zen Hair.
4: Yes, the address is here is 300 Aragon Avenue Suite 160 and the phone number is 305-936-4247. And is three hundred five Zen Hair is the
0: number nine three six. Oh, that's easy to remember. Yeah, yes. Zen Hair is easy. It's Z three hundred five three
3: hundred five Zen Hair. Zen
4: Hair.
3: Zen you Hair know?
0: for here. When you think of here, think. And of And I Zen would hair. just
3: suggest if you're not getting a lot of business from all those people that sit out in front of Cafe Abraci, just have a couple of those beautiful girls that work there at your salon to walk out and hand them business cards right. and light their know, cigars. Light their cigars because they've
0: got big stogies out there. Yes, they I do. I tell you, they're yes, really they do. doing the thing. Yeah, you, know, you do have. Some very pretty ladies working there.
4: Yes, I do, and know. they're great. We're a nice team. Um, it's Sandra, okay, okay it's Marie, uh, Maribel, ma- uh, Martha, and myself, Angie. Oh, great. So it's good. We're a nice team, and I'm looking forward to meet other people, new people coming in. Well, we'll yeah, I, think we
3: gonna, I think it's going to I think it's going to be a great year for Zen Hair 2010. Amen.
0: I, Amen. I think it is. I I, I, think I, so I, too. I well listen, you know what? I think this is going to be a good year. I I think, you know, things are going to get better as the year mm-hmm. goes on. Um I but you know something in this economy too, you've got to look good. If people are going to go out and look for jobs, and you know, over just over ten percent of the people aren't working, there's a lot right. more out there who don't. They gave up. Eleven
3: percent in Florida.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, and seventeen percent in Michigan. How do you like that? Right. But um, uh, you got to look good. I mean, the bottom line mm-hmm. is, you really have to look good. If you let yourself go, it's going to be. It's a very competitive world, don't you think? Oh yeah. You I mean, know, you've there, gotta... there are more people looking for the exact same job. And you know what? And they may have better qualifications than you. Right you know, now, you can get a PhD well, before you can get a master's degree. It's and and really as hard. and as
3: Andre Agassi once said, "Image is everything." I mean, you got to look good to compete in this in, in our you know in, in our country
0: today. Looking good is better than feeling good. And that Zen here, Zen here, looking, good. And that's looking good, it's a baby. Zen thing. It's zen. a Zen thing. I want you to think about that. Make it a Zen thing. Think good. Think looking good. And then you think Zen here, right here, three hundred Aragon Avenue, and the number is three zero five. Zen uh, here, or that's 936-4247. And if you get confused, ask for Angie. She'll be more than glad to take care of you. Anyway, thanks for being on the show today.
3: Thank you. That was uh, a lot
0: of fun. That was a lot of fun. I'm gonna, I to. I want to see you get a foot massage.
3: I may have to do that. You may have to do but that. But they do not want to see these feet, trust me.
0: I do not want to see those feet. Now, come to think of it, I'm going to be I'm outside with the guys. I'm taking my shoes off
3: right now. That's it. No, you, you can't
0: do that. Yes. Please don't listen. We'll be back next time on eight eighty The Biz. This is Rich Rothman on the Rich Rothman Show. I want to thank Alex for being in the studio and, and all our guests for being here today. See you next time. Take care. God bless.